0: Welcome everybody to the first episode of Outdoors Appalachia Style Podcast. We're excited to be bringing you all this, uh, it's a little different than what we're used to doing, we're used to filming ourselves and we're actually going to be out talking to you guys through our podcast series about different events, different things going on in the hunting industry, new products, a lot of variety of things and we're going to have a lot of special guests on the show too. To help uh, give us some advice, because we're not professional hunters by any means. We learn every time we go out. So to help us all work together, become better hunters and fishermen, and that's our goal for this podcast right here. So um, beginning of this year, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves and kind of introduce ourselves to the viewers and the listeners. Um, I'm Jeremy Allen. I'm the owner of Appalachian Trophy TV. Uh, Very honored and excited to be in our seventh year now on television. Started out on Sudden Lake. Went on to Dish Network, and uh, now we're running on Eastern Kentucky Broadcasting Television as well as uh, Carbon TV, which is going real well for us. Um, Biggest thing for me in my hunting and fishing career is fishing. I mean, I've caught a lot of really good fish. Never really any monsters, but I've caught a lot of good five, six-pound bass, and uh, I was lucky enough to kill a 177-inch deer in Ohio a few years ago uh, with my bow, and I've taken... You know some of the low one thirties here in West Virginia with my bow. So, uh, that's pretty much my my gist there. Keith, what's up with you? Um, me, I've I mainly fish. I fish a lot. Um, I started off,
1: I started off really hunting, um, and then probably eighteen, nineteen, I got bit by the bass bug, and uh, I started tournament fishing. Uh, my father got me into fishing, uh, with a worm, and I took it farther, plastics, uh, crankbaits, you name it. It just it, it bit me, and I, you know, I, started, I started fishing a lot, uh, three to five days a week. Um, and then I kind of got out of it. Uh, I have a family now, so I can't put as much time into it. So I, I spend a lot of time with my family. Um, three or four years ago, Jeremy got me started with Appalachian Trophy TV, and I still fish. Nowhere near as much. I've I'm, I'm, I'm turned back into hunting uh, a lot, uh, getting out, putting mineral sites out, spending time with my 10-year-old. I have a three-year-old that's that's getting getting there to where he can walk a little better in the woods and not have to worry about him rolling over a mountainside. <laughs> um, but yeah, my dad got me into
2: it, and I've been doing it ever since. Cool, That's Western. Great. Yeah, my dad got me uh, out into the outdoors at a, at a very young age. Um, I remember going with my dad yes. squirrel hunting. When <laughs> I know I can upstairs. <laughs> we got, we got some other stuff going on upstairs. You know, like you said, they got families. I haven't got. I don't have any kids of my own yet, but. I can't wait to have some someday, but uh, as far as the outdoors, I remember going into the woods as a young man with my dad when well, I was a young boy, I was only two years old going squirrel hunting. He took me in on his shoulders, so I couldn't really quite make the hike to the top of the hill. And I uh, got me uh, my first squirrel when I was two years old, and I was hooked in the outdoors ever since. And so we went fishing uh, on the Elk River here since I was you know, real little. We used to go up there and go wading and take little float trips. Me and you grew up as teenagers going fishing a lot. And yeah. Uh, we did that a lot because it was something we could do. Uh, we didn't go hunting on our own, didn't drive a lot of places all the time, at least to our farms. But as I got older and got my license, then I was able to go to my farm and me and Jeremy was able to start hunting more together. And we've been in the outdoors ever since I can remember. It's yep. just, just, wouldn't want wouldn't, to wouldn't, wouldn't
0: be anywhere else. Well, one of the stories that gets me is <laughs> we were, uh, I don't know, uh, our West Virginia viewers may remember Angler's Roost. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, there it, you know? and, uh. I think i was 10 10 or so and i went to angler's roost to get some stuff and what i was most excited about was i was taking the picture of my eight point buck to put on their bulletin board that they had hanging up inside i was so pumped man he wasn't a real big deer but i was excited my first bow kill, 10 years old i was fired up and uh i went there and and i looked on the wall and His picture was there, and he was eight, and it was bigger than mine. So I really want to just push him out of this (laughs) chair right now as I'm thinking about it. But good memories. A lot of times hunting and fishing together, had a lot of fun, and that's what it's all about. As far as, you know, we're all with Appalachian Trophy TV, and that's what our show's about, but that's what we want to bring to the podcast, is us guys just sitting around. We're going to have different members on the show. We're going to have different special guests, as we mentioned, different business owners that own products in the outdoor industry, and just get together and talk a little bit. Talk about what's going on. Yeah. see what You know, use each other's advice and opinions to help each other out and, and see what happens. Um, if you get any comments on there, let us know, because I told them they could ask questions. All righty. Alright guys, so let's see, we did our introductions there. Our first, we're gonna run series of podcasts based on what is going on in the woods. So like right now, you know, turkey season's about on us. We're in the middle of March right now, and uh we're all pretty decent turkey hunters. Uh we have some guys on the team that are real, really avid hunters, but you know, me Weston and, and Keith, we know what we're doing a little bit, so we're gonna talk to you guys a little bit about that. Um, this week we're going to talk about scouting and scouting is very important uh, when you're preparing for turkey season you know a lot of people you're out in the fall and you see the turkeys moving around and stuff out in the woods eating the acorns and different things but that all changes when spring comes around you know the acorns are all ate up what are they going to eat they're going to head to the green grass in the yeah. fields so my uh, what I like to do is I like to head out first thing check fields sit up on the edge of a field I have a perfect scenario it, at one of my farms where I can sit up in glass over 300 yards in a complete circle around me, um, see the turkeys come out, and that really helps a lot. Um, Let you know what birds you have in the area, when they're moving into the fields, and uh, where you need to be set up to be able to get them and ambush them and set your decoys up at. What's one of your favorite scouting (laughs) tactics, Keith? Uh, I use trail
1: cameras all year round. It's a great Uh, one. I I leave them out at 365. Uh, I check them often two, three weeks to sometimes a month. Uh, but I get them on my trail cameras, even on mineral sites that I have out. Um, I just went and pulled a car today, and I have a couple hundred pictures of a flock of birds coming in <laughs> that area quite often. Uh, i actually sent a picture to Jeremy yeah. uh, of a flock in the field today, uh, not very far from that trail camera. So um, I check my trail cameras. I do the same thing. I glass the fields. Um, one of my farms... I have very little field, so i got to do a lot more uh, looking for tracks, looking for where they've um, used the bathroom, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> um, sign, there you um, go. There you go. that. And you know, early in the morning, late in the evening, try to see if I can catch them flying up or, or flying down. And um, I have a small farm. One one of my farms is rather small, so I can cover a lot of it from a couple different overlooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, that's, that's basically what I do. There you go. Uh, I've always liked the turkey hunt. I haven't been fortunate enough to actually harvest a turkey on film for Appalachian Trophy TV in the past seven years of being <laughs> on uh, the show, but uh, I've, been out, I've been out there as much as I can. I've learned a lot, and I get excited just hearing them gobble, you know, just, just getting out there and the, the chase, you know, when with your deer hunting, you're in a tree stand, and you're waiting on them, so each year I'm getting a little more and more into it, and as far as my scouting techniques... I'm noticing, like you guys say, the fields, and I've planted a lot of food plots, white Whitetail Institute food plots at my farm, and I have about five or six pretty good-sized food plots, and I can notice come springtime, right around turkey season, they really start greening up, especially with the rains that we've had the past few years, and once that clover starts growing, man, the turkeys really, you know, could find my farm, because there's a lot of woods that surround my area, that they're really vast, and not very much... Uh, you know human traffic or pressure at all and it's hard to get back into some of those locations unless you do put you know boots on the ground and get back in there and hike and usually i'm working on mineral sites and preparing food plots for you know upcoming deer season but uh, i'm noticing that the turkeys are really hitting the food plots in the springtime so
0: that's what i'm going to be focusing on yeah those are all great techniques and you know a lot another great thing to do is you know you don't necessarily want to go out turk in the turkey woods two three weeks before season early in the morning and take a chance at boogering up your birds exactly. you know you want to be able to uh find out where they're at in the, in the vicinity of the area and and not scare them out of there yeah. so keep them comfortable I, exactly so i recommend going midday you know hitting yeah. up we're only allowed to hunt till one o'clock in right. west virginia which is unfortunate but you know so maybe hit out in the woods uh two three maybe hit out right at one and see if you can find out where those birds are and that'll give you a good idea where they're going to be at 12 as well because they're not going to move too far yeah. um so that's another great way to do it um, but yeah, those are all great tactics to uh, scouting and, and as Weston mentioned, boots on the ground is the best way to do it. Get out there, do your research, walk around, um, you know, find the oak flats if there is anything left, find some green grass running out in those woods yeah, and, and, you and logging some, trails. Like you say, if you know
2: some areas that they uh, always like to roost, you know, go, yeah. check, go check those areas like you said in the evening to see if they're flying up in those same, not the same trees every time, but in the same general vicinity. Mm-hmm. It seems like the birds on my farm usually roost. Off of one main ridge they like to go up high and they pitch off and land in the same big poplar trees or maybe a couple big oaks but normally i can find out where they're roosting at the same area about every year
0: yeah and that's a great technique too you know before you go out and hit the woods whether it's before opening day or during the season itself going to find out where those turkeys are roosted so you you know that they're there all you got to do is do your job get a little cooperation from them and hopefully they're going to fly down there within you know, a couple hundred yards and, and come into your calls so uh Great techniques there. Uh, I think all of them are great, and uh, I'm going to be implementing some of that this year when I hit the woods. I was able to take a great turkey last year on film. Um, actually ended up running number 36 in the state sure. in overall. And I didn't even know you could score turkeys. <laughs> I didn't until you told me. But I was talking to a buddy on the phone, and he told me that NWTF has a way that they can score um, these birds, and it's, it's a, a spur measurement a beard measurement, the weight, it's all of it mixed together and you divide or you double one of them. I can't remember how it was. It's been almost a year from now. But um, anyway, got back down here to the house, did it all on video. I knew it was a big bird because it's the same one I missed last the year prior with my bow. So I knew he was a three-year-old bird that year. Yeah. So if, to have a four-year-old turkey running around something else, but nobody really hurt really turkey hunts in my area. So it gives me an opportunity to get out there, get an advantage on them. And uh, I made the mistake of of uh, missing him with my bow, and I wasn't going to do that again. Yeah. So I took the old twelve gauge out, was <laughs> able to uh, rattle his feathers a little bit with that, one, reach out and touch him. And uh, by the time I got back and, and measured him up, man, he was he was big. The it was a redemption. Yeah, definitely <laughs> redemption. That that show's going to air on Appalachian Trophy TV this, v this year, so I'm excited about that. But um, you know, we have some great turkey uh, turkey hunters on the team. Uh, we're excited about this podcast coming out and reaching out to our viewers and listeners. And to try to uh, see what we can do to give you guys advice, give you some tips, and as well get tips and advice from you. Um, as I mentioned earlier, if anybody would um, would want a comment or question uh, answered on the show, please feel free to comment on this Facebook Live video. Uh, the podcast is running right now, recording, so it'll it'll be uh, posted immediately after. After we're finished up here, um, next week's we're, next week we're going to have a special guest on the show, guys. Mike Booth, Nature's Voice game calls one of our proud partners. He's on there. Mike's on there right now. He's Thank over there listening. Like. <laughs> um, he's going to be on next week. Uh, we're going to have him come on talk about the variety of calls that he offers at Nature's Voice. He offers box calls, friction calls, mouth calls, um, as well as uh, you know coyote calls, um, duck calls, duck calls. He he has about. All of them. Yeah. Um, but his turkey calls are great. We've been with him for four years now. Four or five. Four or yeah. five years now. And uh, great people. And that's what means a lot to us. You know, we, we meet a lot of people in this industry. And uh, it matters a lot to me and, and to my team that we like the people we deal yeah. with. We don't only like the products and believe in the products, but we like the people we're dealing with. Cuz exactly. I do not want to deal with, work with somebody that I don't like. That's yeah. just the way it yeah. is. Mike's close on that line. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's close on that line. But uh anyway, great people, him and John and uh all those guys over there, John Fowler, John Webb, they just do a great job and we're excited to be with them again this year and uh last year what was it? Seven birds we put down. I think it was yeah. seven jared killed two luke killed two i killed one danny killed two so yeah did travis, did travis get any? no travis didn't get any last uh-huh. year so that gives us yeah seven seven birds down and um that was a great season all good footage and uh i'm excited too. I, learned, I learned a lot that's how that, that's what it is man i mean i've i missed west has missed a few times the last few years but he'll get it Twice. this year this year he'll get it, but that's the thing. I'm, I'm not a big turkey hunter. My dad never turkey hunted. My grandpa did, but I never went with him. So when I decided I want to go turkey hunting, none of my friends were really into it, and I had to learn myself, uh, get out there and make the mistakes, have the bird coming in, make the wrong call, and see him run off in front of you at 45, 50 yards. You know, uh, the discouraging things that you can do out there that can just change the hunt in the snap of a finger, so um, I've learned a little bit of that. But the last few years, I've been able to really bring them in, give me a, gave me a lot of confidence out there hunting, and I feel that uh, you know I can go out and I can put out a good good effort and have a good chance of killing a good bird. So yeah. um, we're going to be heading down to Happy mccoy trails this year. Yeah, we're going to go down and turkey hunt with those guys on their trail system. Some um, rough country. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of birds. Yeah. Last year we went down and uh, had a lot of birds coming in the area and was able to hear. I don't know, 25, 30 different Gobblers. Uh, Luke and I was out there that morning, man, and they were all fired up all around us. And it was it was definitely exhilarating. Then we went out that point and sat up and had that big one come in, and I made the big mistake of uh, bringing the wrong uh, shells that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had stuck my, my Magnum shells were here at the house, and I had left my two in... Two and three quarter squirrel loads. Yeah, in my in my gun case. So took, I kn- took squirrel tail, a squirrel shells <laughs> to a 35. <turkey> uh. <laughs> Tell me about it, man. That's a mistake I will never make again. That's for sure. That will be triple checked before I leave the house. But I knew that I could only make a shot up to twenty twenty five yeah. yards at the most with that shell. Yeah. And uh, this guy hung up about fifty. But now, if I'd had a different load or a different load in there, I would have been able to reach out and touch him. That that twelve gauge uh, old Remington I have, it'll. I shot one at sixty-two yards a few years ago, Wow. and that'll that that's a long shot with those uh, Remington Nitro Magnum shells. I really like them; they shoot well in that gun. But um, you know, we're it's
2: excited. Treat the shoulder too good, doesn't? It? Oh <laughs> yeah, I won't be
0: doing that this year. That's for sure. And oh, yeah. uh, and that that twelve gauge it will rock you, like you said, thirty-two <laughs> inch barrel. Especially those um, um, Nitro Magnums. Yes, there. yes, it is a uh, it's a nineteen. I think I, I think it's a nineteen fifty three. I think's what it is. And don't quote me on that, but. Now, I've been looking at some serial numbers and stuff, doing some research, and I think it's a 53 model. So, back in 53, the technology was uh, not close to what it was. It was raw power back exactly. then. They made, they
2: made them a little bit different, but I
0: will say necessarily worse. They might have been better back then, you know? I, I mean, to be, it's what? 60 years old yeah, now, and yeah. it's out there uh, shooting great in beautiful shape. Never it's had an make, issue. Yeah, they don't make stuff last like they used to. No, they to. don't. But uh, it's a great gun. I'm excited to get back out there. Unfortunately, I won't be using it this year. I'll probably be using the yeah. 22 250 because get I... Get a uh, big lens sort of a recoil pad or something. <laughs> yeah, on the 22 250 <laughs> that don't kick at all, I'll probably have to. Well, I mean on the shotgun. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can't. I don't know if I can <laughs> handle that this year, man, with the shoulder the way it is. I'd love to. I'd love to, but... Uh, I wish I'd go with my bow. I'd love to take the Martin bow out yeah. there, man. I'm hoping that a few guys on the team were able yeah. to get out there with their bows and, and knock some down with the SWAT broadheads and really make it happen with their. Cut some heads off. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be. I think I would have to aim for the body, though, man. I mean, if I had him at 10 or 12 yards, <laughs> that's, that's I mean, close. Maybe. Yeah. I
2: mean, what I'm hearing, everybody that shoots for the head talks about like 15 yards max. where oh, okay. it's like, okay. you know, this, that's what I'm seeing. You know, I've never done it myself, but I'm kind of thinking about trying this year and I'm thinking about my top food plot you know I got a ground blind set up there on the edge of it and there's always turkeys strutting out there in the middle of it you know 10-15 yards so if I had that type of situation I might try but yes if I had a 20-yard shot, I think the body would be the most ethical way to go. Yeah, I
0: mean, and nothing against the guys that do do that. I just, it'd be tough for me to make that call. You yeah. know. That's I mean, like I, you said, 10 yards, that's not four. Yeah, that's they, they,
2: they say either you hit them or you miss them, but there's always that chance of probably nicking them or, you know what I'm saying, yeah.
0: having one blade open up on them. Exactly, exactly. The swap broadheads will definitely do the trick, and if you did shoot them in the body with those four blades, it would open them up nice, Slow and, down inside of them. Yep, and it would really do some damage. So, uh, guys, we're going to be back on here two weeks from tonight. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to have Mike Booth on with us, Nature's Voice Game Call owner, and we're excited to have him on. Um, this is the Talking Turkey segment, and next week our title is going to be Bring Them In. Bring Mike's going to talk about what calls to use, at what times, what pitches, what, type, what tone, everything involved in turkey calling, whether it's a box call, a slate call, a mouth calls. They offer, I don't know how many different mouth calls they have. I haven't picked up close to, I 12
2: or so. Yeah. 12, 12 or so. 15? I haven't got good with the mouth call yet, so if you're listening to Mike, I need a
0: slate call. <laughs> I can work a slate and a box call. But yeah, I mean, you know, he's going to come in. That's where he's going to help us out at, uh, give us advice and help us fine-tune our hunting, uh, turkey hunting skills, as well as give some information to our listeners out there. And uh, the week after that, we're hoping to have you want to tell them what we're going to have on that week, hopefully. Well, I'd like to get a little more um, definite before okay, yeah, yeah. I want to put him on the spot. I, yeah, I definitely want to. <laughs> well, we're hoping to have him on, yes.
2: Okay, well, we will leave, we'll leave everybody hanging. There's a little That's mystery right. behind it, yeah. you know. Yeah, he, he knows this, he, he said he, to stay I will, tuned. We'll see.
1: I will say he is at one time he was a national wild turkey. Uh, Calling champion. So. Oh, I gotta get at got a good And Andy's from West Virginia, so we leave it. Oh, I was gonna say you got Michael
0: Waddell <laughs> Oh, Waddell. No, oh, okay. coming on. The show. He's a real good
1: friend of mine. I've known him probably fifteen years or so. So he will. Uh, he'll definitely come he's, on and help us out. You
2: schooled him in fishing. Now he can school you in some turkeys, huh? Yeah, yeah. So. I
1: actually, I wish he would take me so I could actually kill a bird. I mean, <laughs> I've never, I've never I, killed one either. I so. know.
2: Me and using the same boat. We're going have to. I don't know about the somebody that somebody some man. We got the properties. We just need somebody. To, talk turkeys with. I hunted for like two
1: years when I was young 18 19 and, and I shot my first bird and the and the, the buckshot just hit the hit the leaves in front of him and <laughs> I shot him like probably 80 yards and, oh gosh
0: that was an experience I you just grew. I just
1: give up you know I just I started bass fishing and that's during the spawn and and I just I sold my turkey gun I was done with it till about three years ago yeah. and uh back then I didn't have coyotes so yeah no, you say that's no our worst thing pressure. right now is coyotes so. uh, and i hear a lot of the birds are a lot quieter because a gobble will bring in a coyote yeah, possibly i mean so, it makes sense to me now yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm learning the, the coyote hunting you know with with, with a with turkey so i'm mm-hmm. learning a lot
2: you I, mean, I mean well yeah every I'm year i hear about someone shooting a coyote or a bobcat while calling turkeys in you know i really do you know yeah. so that, that makes sense because they're coming into that sound they think it's a turkey they're going to you know, maybe get get a hint on the nest, or you know something like that. It's hard to yeah. tell. Get Some up. lunch or dinner. So I'm learning a lot now that you know I should have learned a long time ago, but hey, hey. that's how it is. I love exactly. It. As I said, we 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 don't we don't think we're professionals by any means. <laughs> we're the average hunter, and we uh, we learn stuff every time we go out in the woods, and
0: we're gonna keep learning. That's all it is. Every episode, every week, every day, every hunt, everything. We're gonna keep going out, doing our best, and uh, try to get more experience. To, that hunting and fishing yeah, putting everything general. we learn back into the show and trying to show our viewers, you know,
2: what we learn each year.
0: Yep. Yeah. And it's all real. That's the thing about the yeah. podcast right here. We we're not gonna stop it. We're not. We mess, Make a mistake. We're not gonna stop. It. And, and Keith, Keith, Keith no, forgot he, to
2: do his makeup, but we told he he yeah, we didn't have time.
0: To... He said it beforehand. He said he should have got his makeup. On. He just look a little flusher. We'll get yeah, us we'll we'll a makeup things. person for next week. I've been yeah. up for a little while, so you know. <laughs> Keith's been
1: out maybe shit maybe his up. Maybe the wife is bad. Yeah, Jamie it. Yeah, there you go. I walked walk about ten miles today, and I found one deer leg. So <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they hide their shits from just covering leaves
2: and. That's I've heard, people told me coyotes will <laughs> get sheds. Have yeah, you heard that? Since, I mean, dogs go and <laughs> yeah, it's like get Yeah, I guess they stuff, chew on them or something, yeah. almost like a chew, like a bone. But Definitely yeah. definitely squirrels, so I know squirrels eat them. Yeah, but they can't carry them off, you know, so like no. there should be a piece of something still yeah. there. So I'm thinking coyotes are getting so bad, maybe they're getting all of our sheds too. Another reason to kill them things. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, they're getting
0: over rain everywhere, it's definitely a problem, and kudos to all the coyote hunters you, out there. You guys There's might get now. one tonight, huh? May mm, try for a few minutes, see mm-hmm. what happens, I don't know. Uh... Just have to see what happens tonight, but definitely appreciate y'all listening in this week. We have any questions over there? All right, appreciate we have some good it. listeners. No, no questions. That's 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 right. It's not bad. I'm like these guys do not know what they're talking about. I'm turning this off. <laughs> that's what's going on. But anyway, appreciate it, y'all. We'll see you in two weeks. Good Lord willing, we will be live again two weeks from tonight. Next turkey segment called "Bring Them in, in" with uh, Mike Booth, our buddy from Nature's Voice. Uh, so God bless y'all. We'll see you next time. Always remember, live outdoors. Appalachian Appalachian style. style. Let's do it. See y'all later. Thanks.